This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're in the backyard. Uh, it's recently rained. So, you know, things are... I mean, if, what is this? Is this the podcast where we just talk about the conditions of my backyard all the time? I don't know. Uh, but it does feel like the earth is new. Uh, the only thing that's happened to me this morning is I discovered a hornet in my home. So I'm still riding that adrenaline rush. It was on its last legs, didn't stand much of a chance against the mop, and uh, I'm in layers for the first time on this podcast in years. The weather's perfect, and we're so excited about our guest. It's Matt Rogers. Wow. I'm really excited to be in layers, too. In fact, <laughs> like it, it was a three different jacket um, before I got here. You were morning. testing different jackets. Yeah. So I had sort of a corduroy moment. Okay, okay. And then I... What happened was you ever put on a jacket and you haven't put it on in a long time and like something in the shoulders isn't right. <laughs> you know when they say something in the milk isn't clean? The, something I don't in know the, that and I don't know. You don't know something in the milk isn't clean? What is that? Okay, so when something in the milk isn't clean, it means something about the situation is not right. There's like something afoot. Interesting. And where where did this phrase even come from? It's disgusting. I don't know. <laughs> you want to know where I learned it from? I was watching a Real Housewives uh, mm. YouTube uh, blogger, and she said, and I thought something in the milk isn't clean. <laughs> and then I think she's used it enough where I actually think it's a real It phrase. sounds like a thing. Something in the milk isn't clean, which, which sounds like not milk you want to drink. Right, of course. Sounds awful. But anyway, to return to the jacket of it all, something in the milk wasn't clean, something in the shoulders <laughs> wasn't right with my corduroy jacket. I went with this suede moment, which unfortunately <laughs> got rained on last night. And they say what happens with suede when it gets rained on is it's ruined. Does it smell? You tell me. Let's see. Smell my suede. It just smells like it smells uh, like a cowboy. So far, so good. Right. Ooh. For, it smells <laughs> like a cowboy would be title of app. Um, if I had my druthers, um, but it, no, it's good. I mean, I don't think it's ruined. I okay. think it, it's there's definitely something in the milk isn't exactly clean <laughs> with the way it looks. Like it looks like it got a little bit like wet and therefore might be damaged. But no, unless you point that out to somebody, no one is ever going to know that this is been. I mean, it is crazy you wore it in the rain. Well, here's the thing. Very much Los Angeles vibes is 
it's never going to rain. And Matt. I thought, even right, well, come on. Yesterday, from <laughs> 6 a.m., it was going to rain all day. I don't you know, know what? You're right. Okay, so maybe, and you know what maybe it was? Maybe I should have tried on more jackets yesterday <laughs> and save myself the grief of today because then I could have put on the corduroy jacket, ill-fitting and all, milk wrong and all, and I could have worn that to dear friend Megan Stalter's show at the Largo. <laughs> but you had to wear suede in the rain. Maybe I wanted to impress someone. Right. I'm sure you did. A little bit. I, I went, hope somebody was impressed. I went with a guy I used to date. Okay, you wanted to impress him. And I think, well, this is the, something I think. It's like w- when you're dealing with someone that you used to have a dating situation or, or some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. whatever's with, you never stop... <laughs> sort of performing you have to always be at the top of the mountain when you when they see you yes exactly to let them know that um they made a big mistake (laughs) they made a huge mistake if they're the one that ended it and Uh, he was (laughs) (laughs) but uh probably last night he was thinking matt's in a bad place he's wearing suede in the rain i know he's making bad clothing choices well i got there and it wasn't raining (laughs) matt again i will say yesterday it was almost (sighs) drizzling almost all day at I thought it was over. hurricane level. I thought it was over. It was never over. I don't know what you're, <laughs> what you're talking about. Okay, so you've worn, you tried two jackets this morning. Was there a third? There was a third. Okay, so there was a third, which was a denim jacket. Okay. But you're going you're gonna, to, if you just glance you've down got here, denim. you're going to see I've got denim you're in jeans, jeans right on. Now. And I'm not against the denim on denim. Canadian tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo. Yes. But the thing about being in a Canadian tuxedo is ever someone will always say, oop, Canadian tux. That's a lot of denim. Like it always becomes a topic it's of insane. conversation. It's a, it's a good look. Why, why are it's we still pointing really that out? It's a really good look. And it's also back. It's complete. It's been back probably I would say since late 2019. I have something to, and I can't stop thinking about this so i'm just gonna throw it out there you have a denim jacket i'm currently wearing a denim jacket inherited from my mom really believe it or not oh i love a mom in a denim jacket oh my mom has been wearing denim jackets since 1988 period she never stopped yeah okay wait this is taking me back when i was a child (laughs) when i was a kid um my mother got into a tiny fender bender and she gets out of the car and we were driving a Bonneville and the other car we got into an accident with was also a Bonneville and the woman got out same age as her they were both in denim on denim they were both (laughs) and I remember with my sister being in the back of the car like watching them like step to the side and like talk about like oh no it was an accident don't worry about you know and they were both in full denim and I wish that we had like I wish I could go back with my eyes now and be like, yo, look at these two bitches <laughs> in full such denim. A <laughs> it was amazing. That's... And the way they dealt with it, too, was so beautiful. What is a bo- is, uh, the Bonneville a Buick? Buick Bonneville? Old, Oldsmobile? Here's the thing. I don't know, but they don't make it anymore, so <laughs> right. who cares? It was a gorgeous car. It was a family car. It was, you know, a, a very much a four-seater. And I used to think... Because you know when you're little and like the stuff that's yours or the stuff that's your parents, like for a certain period of time, that's the coolest thing ever. Oh, of course. So I thought the Bonneville was the coolest car Mm, on the road. Now I know it's like, who cares? Bonneville sounds like a classic car to me. Sounds like a sedan that's got like trimmings. All I'm saying is I felt proud and stylish riding in the back (laughs) of it. Even Fender Bender and all, even with a mom in denim on denim. (laughs) 
But what I was going to yeah, say to you... get back to whatever you were going to say. What I was going to say to you was, you like my suede jacket. You said it smells like a cowboy. Right. And here I was thinking I was going to go for a denim on denim moment. If at any point you want to switch, we can switch. <laughs> you're making the offer for me to wear the suede and you're in the denim? I'm saying, I'm just saying, you seem to really respond to the smell <laughs> and texture of, of the jacket. And I'm looking at this jacket and what I love about it is it's a light wash denim. I love a light, a light wash. Me I have too. a dark wash denim jacket as well, of of course, you need options. You need both. That one was inherited from my dad, actually. And Stop. we should say my parents are alive. They, they didn't <laughs> both die, and they all they left me was denim jackets. No, we're just saying your mom is more of a light wash, and your dad's more of a dark wash. Yeah, and I have both of those sides to my personality. I have mm-hmm. all of their faults. Um, yeah, the shades. Uh, I've got shades of yeah, denim. Yeah, the shades of denim. So does this mean you're feeling more like your mom right now? I'm absolutely. I'm channeling Debbie energy. Channeling Debbie energy. What does that mean? Light mothering. I, I mean, actually, oh, do we have a difficult mother? <laughs> I, uh, I I actually am not channeling denim energy, and that's because I mean, De- Denny, Debbie, Debbie, Denny, honey, denim, Debbie, energy. denim. I love that character. Maybe a drag name. Debbie Denim. Denim. She probably would be boxed into an aesthetic. Oh, absolutely. It would be really hard. Her narrative on Drag Race would be like, you need to stop relying on Denim. (laughs) She'd be like, but I can't. And they'd be like, you're from Long Island. Stop talking like that. She's like, okay. Um, at some point in this podcast, I'm going to surprise you. There will be a signal. We will switch jackets, but okay, I don't great. want to do it yet. Okay, I want it to come at another time when no, when the listener doesn't expect it, when <laughs> everyone has forgotten about denim yeah. and suede. And I'm really thinking, too, this color, because what would you call First of all, can I just reveal something? I'm colorblind. You're colorblind? It's, it's something I live with every single day. <laughs> well, and how does... Is that... With colorblind, you can't see red or green. Is that right? So there's red, green, colorblind, okay. which is which is my affliction. Right. I found out in third grade what they do is, and then everyone listening has been through this, <laughs> that you they put like a little, it's sort of like a little ink blot situation. Okay. Where basically it's a bunch of colors all mixed together and you're supposed to be able to make out a number. Oh, I've done this at the optometrist before. Yes, of course. Beautiful art. It's always a beautiful number in the spot. It's so stunning. Yes. And so I was proud to say <laughs> that what I saw in this, you know, the red-green section that was going to define if I was red-green colorblind, I was like, it's a gorgeous 71. And they're like, it's a four. <laughs> and so basically that meant that I oh, no. do not see what you see. But wow. isn't that isn't that beautiful and wonderful? It really, is. I mean, it's such a hard thing for me to even. I can't. I'll never be able to be in your shoes. You I literally will be never be able to be in my shoes. I will you can be, be in, in my jacket. jacket. <laughs> we will be in each other's jackets. <laughs> but you'll never be in my shoes. I actually, my friend Chris, a couple of years ago for um like like Secret Santa, he had me for Secret Santa, and he got me a pair of those glasses <laughs> that you're supposed to be able to put on and like. They're for colorblind people. Like you see the world as everyone else sees it. And I swear to God, I thought I was going to have that like woman puts in a cochlear ear implant (laughs) like moment and like cry. I thought it was going to be like a dog coming home from war or whatever the fuck happens. Like when, no, that's not the dog comes home from from Uh, war. A soldier comes (laughs) home from war and the dog reacts crazy. Right. Anyway, I thought I was going to have a big emotional reaction. I put them on and I hope this isn't what you see. It was just like a red hellish blob. <laughs> I think they may have been bad glasses, unless what y'all see is... Just like a mist of red at all times. Yeah. We're all just in complete hell. I was just like, this cannot be it. Because if this is it, I feel so bad for humanity. And I, I, and I, and I honestly, now I get it. It's. I mean, it's a weird thing because you can't uh, demonstrate to anybody how what you see you will listen to me right now you will never see through my eyes you will never understand (laughs) me ever 
It will never happen. I mean, this is an interesting thing for you to reveal because you did. I mean, it, well, we can get into Christmas at some point. How is the holiday season affected by? Well, this? I really had to take it back. I really had to take it back for me. No, you know what? Here's the thing. So I have in my head what green is to me. Right. And I have in my head what red is to me. Okay. It's just different from what you see. So I've lived my entire life knowing what I think green is and what I think red is. Come to find out when you blend the two, they sort of blend together. Okay. In different shades of colors, it, it ends in a whole different situation for me. So if you were to sit down optically. and draw a picture of a forest. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have the the crayons weren't labeled. Which crayon are you reaching for to color the trees in? So get this: the other day I was at Converse and I wanted to buy this. Was, I thought this would be cute. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to buy one red Converse and one green Converse. Okay, I was gonna buy, of course, both pairs of shoes. Right. But then the bit would be I wear one with the oh, other sure, red green. Sure. I may be performing on stage. Someone points and says, "What a cute idea." Etc. I said, okay, can you go over there to my friend Jared? I said, can you get that green shoe? He said, that's a navy blue shoe. Whoa. So that's just goes to show where I'm at. <laughs> so for me, it's like orange is green. Sometimes red is like so certain, like when, when red goes into its variance, like your maroons, purple to me is hell. Oh, interesting. Purple's Purple bad. and blue is hell, actually. Okay. Because when you're red-green colorblind, it sort of knocks everything off its axis. Uh So green and orange to me are tough. Which color Um, works for you? Blue. Just blue. But even sometimes with blue, it thinks something could be purple. All right. And it could sneak in there and really rule the day. So fascinating. You know, I wish I could share with the world (laughs) what it is I experience. I never will be able to. (laughs) But, you know, science is so amazing. And maybe there'll be glasses that can show you what I see. I will tell you right now. What I think the world is, is so beautiful. Oh, like, that's good. You've learned to appreciate your own little corner. Well, it's all I've ever known, Right, Bridget. of course. Of and course. so I was driving here today, and I said to you when I came in, I said these words, I so enjoyed my drive mm-hmm. here, because I really did, I mean, not to speak on the weather conditions, but, but <laughs> because, I, because I know that's, you know, up top you said, I can't believe we're doing this, but the city is alive, it's vibrant, the sky is a, a gorgeous blue, you can see the mountains and Crystal all clear. the colors I think are that you happening have created for yourself and your they own little stunning tonight <laughs> today. Oh, interesting! Tonight. They look so beautiful. I just like to talk about everything as if it's tonight. Bridger, the thing about podcasts is you never know when someone's listening. <laughs> People need to know this was recorded at eleven a.m. That really sets the mood. We should have said that up top. <laughs> Uh, 11, it's a gorgeous time to start pot recording. I really like an 11 a.m. Yeah. I'm in between breakfast and lunch, so my blood sugar's at an okay level. A tough time for me is like 3 p.m. That's hard. It's too far from lunch, way too early for dinner. Yeah. I don't know where I am mentally. It's right. too much. 11 is this c- coffee number one? This is coffee number two. Number two. Yes. This is, what, what about this one? And now this is from Kettle Glaze. This place, I only just discovered it. Also, I want to say something. I don't normally drink hot coffee. Oh, I mean, it's a, that's a very rare thing for me. I have to be freezing cold. Yeah. Absolutely at my least comfortable. But I thought as I was trying on all the jackets, mm-hmm. and I thought it was going to be sort of a brisk morning, and I knew, and I was very excited about recording this outside. <laughs> I have to tell you. I love to record outside. It's a whole different energy it feels so nice it feels so nice the other night i took a walk outside unbelievable highly 
recommend the walk was in palm springs at night. oh a perfect place to, to go on a nice little quiet walk just unbelievable Silent. you could see the moon big and proud um so wait did you this is your second coffee no this is my first, first. first. i woke up okay so this is where i reveal i'm a sort of that person that like really has a hard time getting to bed at night right because i just don't wanna you know what i mean i'm like there's i just want to watch tv and then like i wake up in the morning and i'm like fucking miserable that i have to get up out of bed it's like i couldn't be less interested at night and then in the morning i'm like oh don't leave me you know what i mean (laughs) which is saying maybe more than it needs to say (laughs) what are you watching at night do you have like a selected Viewing. You know what I'm watching. I mean, night. you're watching The Housewives. I watched The Housewives. <laughs> well, last night I was watching the, get this, midterm results come oh, in. Oh, I, I couldn't do it. We didn't get fucking creamed. No, it seemed, I, I I was like in a bad place where I was like, I can't watch it. Then it seemed fine. But I was like, I'm still not going to get into it. I, I can't do this to myself well, anymore. Well, I haven't engaged in any way outside of obviously voting We voted. Early. We, of course, voted. Thank we- you. And then, of course, posting vote you know just posted just like saying the word vote on instagram just and to feel like, oh. your absolute powerlessness and Ex- all of this. <laughs> exactly and giving like a soft take on like Katy perry voting for rick caruso <laughs> i was like fuck her right um and then like i basically uh stayed up all night watching it wow. and then suddenly was an expert in my group chat i was like well you guys it looks like uh, it's gonna be a long night but uh da, 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 and i'm just firing off my takes and my friend jared texted me off thread and was like I don't understand a thing you're saying, and how do you? And I was like, well, I watch MSNBC, Jared. You're just I stay plagiarizing plugged in. He goes, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're literally just like pausing, t- typing whatever Steve Kornacki says. <laughs> He's like, I know, you're, I know you're on like a Housewives message board arguing with someone about Robin Dixon. Are you on the message board? No. <laughs> I, I, I immediately leave. I run away. <laughs> no. How do you feel about uh, Salt Lake City this season? It's interesting you ask. And um, not to segue into the gift, but do you want to open my gift? I I mean, this is an interesting thing. for the. You may be the first guest to immediately <laughs> just uh, uh, you take responsibility for the gift. I am a podcast host. Right. And so it's hard for me to sort of turn off. You know what I mean? <laughs> You ha- you're you're directing the action. I don't mean to. Uh, you're In fact, an- fuck the gift. Not yet. What did you ask about Salt Lake? It has nothing to do with my gift. No, I think. I mean, this is a good. This is a good moment, Matt. Yeah. This podcast is called "I Said No Gifts." Yeah. You you obviously have absolutely. No guilt whatsoever about bringing a gift. No, uh, and you fact, want me to open the gift. You're claiming it as a gift. Not only did I bring a gift, <laughs> I brought gifts. Well, should we get into it here? I wanted you to have this. Thank you so much for having me over to your literally beautiful home. And I also said that when I came in. There was two things I said when I came in. I so enjoyed my drive here. And your home is absolutely beautiful. Oh, God I, of bless. course, said hello and gave my hugs. <laughs> but that was, all, that was the meat of it. And this is for you, Bridger. Well, this is in a nice little brown bag. Yeah, and let's let's open it up and let's see what's open happening. It up I mean, and see what it is. It may have something to do with Salt Lake City Housewives. It might have something. God only knows. Uh, should I take it out all out at once? You should take it out one at a time. Okay, one at a time. So, so this is the aperitif. Okay, <laughs> it's a bag of Bob uh, Bob's Red Mill quinoa. It's quinoa. That <laughs> is so healthy for you. And I just want to tell you that it's pre-rinsed and ready to cook. It's great in soups and salads, and it's a great source of fiber, Bridger. Why are you bringing me quinoa? 
Well, I thought, <laughs> what's healthy, right? And what's 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 something that is in my pantry? I'm not gonna. Did you buy cook. this like in a panic in March 2020? Is that where it was literally like you no, know, it wasn't March 2020. When it was, was it was August of 2020? Okay, after sure. After I had gained hmm, 12 to 13 pounds, and you think this is just from eating, eating, eating? No, right. it's also from inaction. Absolutely I sat on my around. couch and watched. This is true. 31 seasons of Survivor. Oh my god. Was it that your first time watching Survivor? No, I was like an intense little fan when I was younger. Okay, right. And then I stopped around episode No, I stopped around season 8 All-Stars cuz it just got ugly. <laughs> It got ugly amongst the all-stars of that time. Like, they didn't get reality TV yet. They didn't understand how to not take the game personally. Sure. So I took a decades-long break (laughs) and returned to Survivor during the pandemic. But as a result, I got out of shape. 31 seasons. It was a lot. How many hours do you think that is? Oh, dear God. I mean, if you're... Let's let's talk about it. So it's 31 seasons. We can do this math. There are like 20 episodes a season. Is that right? Mm, I would say that it's more like... 13, 14, actually. Okay. And then you have to take into account that some episodes are like mysteriously gone from seasons. Have you noticed that? Are they? Yeah. I mean, from the ones that I watched during the pandemic. You know what? You're right. A couple times, which makes me feel like, oh, is there something problematic There's there? Either something problematic or someone was singing a copyrighted song exactly, that they couldn't just get the belting rights to. out like, <laughs> what's a song of the time? I don't know. What a girl wants. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that that was amazing when Parvati sang "What a Girl Wants" for the for the reward the challenge. Entire song. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I, I took a very, very, very long break and then got back into it to the pandemic. During the pandemic, loved right. my life. But <laughs> August 2020, I was like not feeling good. So at that point, I did go to the Gelsons. Okay, Gelsons, which I have big feelings on Gelsons that I've talked about on this podcast before. What are the positive, negative feelings you have? It's- it seems negative, by the way. You're grimacing. <laughs> <laughs> Gelson's is an absolutely Ralph's level grocery store. The prices Ooh. there are uh, what's the farm uh, farms? Uh, um, Mendocino? No, no. <laughs> That's a sandwich restaurant. Uh, what is the <laughs> farms? Bristol I'm not- Farms. Crystal what, Farms? Br- Bristol Farms? Bristol Farms. Bristol, Thank you, Annalise. Bristol, Bristol Farms. Farms. Bristol Farms is kind of the original expensive also a good grocery drag store. Name. Sorry, Bristol, Bristol Farms. Farms is incredible. Period. Um, Gelson's prices are out of control, and it's not a nice grocery store. Well, you know, listen, I'm in a I'm in a single person household. I have no one to care about but myself. So I just say I get into that Gelson's and I say, let's throw a carrot to the wind. They did used to have an olive bar that was the shape of a covered wagon, mm-hmm. which was confusing, uh, but I appreciated that an olive bar. So can I just ask, is this a it's like a bar for olives? It was a variety of olives. I don't know who it was for. Mm. I don't know that there's anyone that is that concerned about olives that they're going to Gelson's to the little covered wagon to select different types of olives. And yet here I am intrigued. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they had um, like those blue cheese stuffed olives. Oh, I don't think they did. I think these were just essentially just different varieties of raw olives. Oh. Is an olive raw? Yeah, they're raw. Then they're I think in so. You can't oil cook or them. Whatever. And if you are, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Although, not to say that you can't cook an olive. Yeah, I, don't I feel know like that. I've seen a cooked olive in like a Mediterranean dish. I guess I just mostly, when I'm consuming olives, they're mostly in my martini. <laughs> Absolutely filthy, dirty, <laughs> a martini, vodka martini. Just full of olives. <laughs> I do ask for a lot. How many are you having in a martini? Well, you know it's bad luck if you have less than three. I didn't know that. Or no, no, no. It's not bad luck if you have less than three. If there's an even number of olives in the oh, drink, 
you're on a road to hell. If there's an even amount of anything in anything, it, it's off-putting. You always want three or three, five, seven. Or one. Or one. One is fine. One is fine. That's like something I think people need to understand more. One is fine. Like maybe you in the coffee this today you coming you're to- over-caffeinated. That's for sure. This is you coming to terms with something. Yeah, this is you coming to terms with something. I knew it would happen. I knew with the clarity I was getting out here in the backyard, especially after this rain, <laughs> and the clarity I'm seeing, I knew I would come away with one th- with something. Okay, so you watched probably three to four hundred hours of Survivor. Something like that. Decided you would buy a bag of quinoa, which is like secretly not a healthy food. It's like... Like, I guess right. like in like anything, if you have a little bit, of course it's healthy. But if you eat a whole bag of quinoa, it's well, it's better than pizza. You know what I mean? Like I it's better it than is. boneless wings. So basically, what I would do is like I would sit in front of Survivor, and I have this thing. I've talked to my therapist about it, where I sometimes feel like, ooh, it's tribal council coming up. I have to get really <laughs> stoned. So then, like I, I like get really baked, and then I sit there, and I'm like, well, now I'm hungry. And so then I said, I'm changing my life. That was a line uh, from Dreamgirls. And I said, <laughs> I'll make a vow to start being healthier. Okay, I went to the sure. Gelsons, bought two bags of quinoa. That was years ago. One of them is here. It's your What's gift. the expiration? I feel like quinoa, I don't you know, think as an ancient grain, kind of does last I'll be forever. I'll so upset if it's expired. I've got until March 2023. So that is, we are definitely writing the... Writing the edge of the quinoa. No, no, no. That's not the rule with expiration. What? You can actually eat things six months after. Oh, they interesting. Expire. So I'm I'm gonna like next September I'm cracking this open and inviting I hope everyone so. over. Just let me know when you cook it. And it's really <laughs> easy to cook. Like I said, it's pre-rinsed and ready to cook. And really what this is is you just put it in some water and heat just it up. Just dump it in water. I mean it up and eat it up. I have been looking <laughs> I've been looking to get into kind of a soup uh, oh. way of living. Have you heard about the S diet? No. What's that? Is you that only a real eat, thing? You only eat soups or sandwiches. <laughs> that is certainly not a diet. That's and just all a... the weight just f- melts right off. <laughs> I'm so, I swear. <laughs> soups, salads, swear. You're only allowed in Hale and Hardy. Um, <laughs> I love Hale and Hardy. I miss it so much. I do miss Hale and Hardy. I know. I've kind of complained recently on this podcast about there not being like a, a soup, soup restaurant place. you can ca- count on in LA. I'm... Really interested in opening it. <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. Yeah. Wait, have you ever heard this expression? Crazier than a soup sandwich. <laughs> that is not a thing. I got it from the same YouTube recapper. Her Better name is the Brooke Ashley, by the way. She's iconic. She's my favorite. And she said one night when I was watching it, and she goes, Mary Cosby is crazier than a soup sandwich. <laughs> And I Wait. said, oh my God, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard because that a soup sandwich is sense. so crazy. Let me ask you, my, my boyfriend says something that feels like a classic phrase. My boyfriend, he like... <laughs> <laughs> Let me run this by you. She can talk the chicken off a bone. Have you heard of this before? No, but now that I have, it makes perfect I'm so sense. sorry to tell your boyfriend it's not his thing anymore. It's my thing. He can talk the chicken off a bone. <laughs> that is so... I love it so much. Podcast listener, if you have heard of that phrase, reach out. Uh, he can I talk never the chicken off a bone. Where is he from? He's from Jersey. <laughs> it does not feel like a Jersey. As someone from Long Island who shares culture with him. Of course. I don't. I've never, never heard, heard of that. Right? Of that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. Is he superstitious? He is a little. He's kind of like... Uh, it feels like an like an Italian witch at points. Got it. Or I'm like, it feels like there's some old country superstition there. That makes sense. Are you superstitious? Yeah, because my mother made me superstitious. About and what kind of things? I think it's a regional thing. Like, for example, 
if I ever wear my socks when I'm sleeping, I have to take them off because the boogeyman will come out of the closet. <laughs> so that, that that's something you really believe. It's not something I really believe. But I will say, I'm not comfortable <laughs> right. risking it. Right. There is like just the tiniest percentage that that could happen. Or well, something have you ever bad dealt with happen. the boogeyman? He's awful. And he will kill you. <laughs> what, what is the boogeyman you picture when you picture the boogeyman? First of all, I can't believe you're putting me in this position. I'm really scared and triggered. <laughs> um, when I picture the boogeyman, I picture sort of like a cloaked figure. Cloaked? Kind of a Grim Reaper type. Yeah, I, I think you never see his face. Right. And in death, that haunts you even in death. <laughs> I never even saw his face. The man who, the man who condemned me to this de- reality of death mm-hmm. i don't even know what he looks like wow that's How the insulting. thing about death bridger you, you you die with a lot of questions you never hear about the boogie woman <laughs> okay the boogeyman is really a gender title that <laughs> if, if if the boogie man, first of all the boogie woman sounds cool and fun. sounds really cool she sounds like actually like an icon when you say boogie woman that's just somebody dancing but <laughs> yeah. boogeyman is someone who's after you yeah boogeyman is someone who's like a threat to be around and triggering like i said <laughs> and boogie woman is sort of just like someone i want to see like Take the world by storm. Wait, so, okay, the sock thing, you're superstitious. Yeah, don't step on any cracks. Okay. Or break your mother's back. Right. Um, I cannot walk under any ladders. Uh, that's one I could get behind. Yeah, broken mirrors is a serious right. thing because you'll have seven years of bad luck. Right. And every single time in my life I've seen a black cat, I either go as fast as I can <laughs> by it, or I swear to God, a black cat has crossed my path in my life. I turn around and go the other way. <laughs> I'm but not kidding. To me, that feels like it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like uh, upset your day in a way that's going to lead to bad luck. You know, what I would say is that if that's true, at least I did what I was like. You picked your path. I picked my path. You know not what? Like cat. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, and ultimately, like, the cat is sort of dictating what I'm doing. And also, it's like, when I really think about that, it's like, the cat was born and it has this this aesthetic quality, mm-hmm. and now everyone's afraid of it. Like now, I'm walking it through, and it doesn't feel right to it's me. It's unfair because it feels unfair to the cat. I mean, in this situation, really, if we get to the root of it, you're either letting the cat dictate your life or your mom. All of a sudden, it is therapy. So, so, <laughs> I just Jesus. want you to you let and that your roll mom around. down. It's like all of a sudden taking the side of the mothers. Period. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Katrina. Katrina. Yours Did you ever go Debbie. by cat? She doesn't go by cat. She goes by Trina. Trina. Oh, yeah. that's an interesting. I like a, a person taking the last half of their name. Yeah, Trina is what she sort of is colloquially known as, and my dad is Richie. So they Richie. Are together oh. are Richie and Trina, which is sort of like an iconic Long that's Island. That's like an incredible pairing, Richie and Trina. And yeah. Trina, that's she kind of takes the Topher Grace path. She's kind Very of the Topher so. Grace of your family. And can I tell you, it took me years to realize that he was a Christopher. I mean, I think that that's been hidden from a lot of us. Yeah, I mean, but then of course it's like it's like it's like it's been right in front of you the whole time. Well, it's because no one's named Christopher. Certainly not. He should have. I mean, if he was going to do that, he should be named Tougher. A period. And I think <laughs> that honestly, that was that was the big mistake there. But really, <laughs> had he been named Chris Grace, we wouldn't be talking about him here. Chris Grace is a housewife. Chris Grace is basically, that is giving Salt Lake City housewife. Yeah, 100%. I mean, okay, so we have the quinoa here, and I, you did kind of hint, I mean, like, it felt like you immediately pivoted away from the housewives in a way with the gift where I'm like, 
Is there something else in this bag that has There's to do with the There's something else in the bag. So I twi- I put it. I know you said no gifts. Right. I brought two. Okay. So should I? That quinoa has nothing to do with the housewives. Is That's there anything just else? something I wanted to get rid of. I mean, give you. Um, you seem to me like a quinoa person. You seem like a healthier person. I appreciate than I. that. Uh, that's certainly not true. I'm. What's I'm the health, What's the garbage. unhealthiest thing about you? What's the healthiest thing about unhealthiest. me? Unhealthiest. Oh, that I eat garbage. You eat garbage like what? Uh, burritos, hamburgers, fried chicken. Got it. Uh, you know, and part of that is my boyfriend is to blame because he's got a very limited palate, and so and then he has uh, a limited palate. Him being from uh, Jersey, from, right? Of course. And so when the option of fried chicken is is open, you always you take, take it. Hundred percent. So I agree, and I uh, I identify mm-hmm. with that. So. In a way, I really shouldn't have given that away. But here's the thing about that, like, and this is not to dissuade you from making it. It's a process to make. How long does it take? Well, I don't know. It probably says so on the bag. You have Let's to understand, see, I yeah. haven't looked at it in years. I love Bob of Bob's Red Mill. He, the way he's looking at you from the package is so it's it, yeah scandalizing. No. First of all, it's great to have a character. He's in a full ass fedora and a bolero, and he's, not a bolero. <laughs> what is that thing? What is what is the, what is that called? The, That's what I would call that little. No, no, uh, no. The, what's oh, that? the uh, you're not. We're not talking about the cowboy necklace. No, no, the cowboy necklace. But what is it called? It's um, called a bolo tie. A bolo tie, yes. not a bolero. Jesus, this is definitely not a cowboy necklace. Let me just give some correct information to the listener and say the way that you make quinoa, at least Bob's Red Mill quinoa, <laughs> is you bring two cups of water to a boil in a two quart pot. Okay. You add one cup of quinoa, return to a boil, cover and reduce heat to medium, and simmer until water is absorbed. About twelve minutes. Right. Remove from heat, fluff, cover, and let stand for fifteen minutes. So this is over. It's at least a half a hour. Half hour of panicking about whether it's going to work out or not. I mean, it's basically Which is why like it's rice. Now. Rice is such a tricky thing to make. It really is because because you mess up and all of a sudden you're eating absolute mush, absolute or raw rice or raw pebbles. rice. And I have to say, I am not an al dente person. <laughs> an al dente rice. <laughs> I hate al dente. So, I like a fluffy rice. I love a fluffy quinoa. Yeah, love it. You're going to love the way you look, I guarantee it. <laughs> I mean, this is going to go into my uh, cabinet and sit there. I do have a lot of things. That, I mean, speaking kind of of superstition, I bought a lot of things during the pandemic, which are probably expired at this point. But I'll look, yeah. in, look at it and I'll be like, but what if there's a catastrophe and I'm desperate? I'll leave it there for another few years. Yeah, right. And the thing is, I thought that was non-perishable and then was <laughs> floored to realize that you only have until March slash September, if my theory is correct. Right. I do get into kind of like a a mindset of the road or whatever where I'm like I'm mm-hmm. thinking about everything is dead yeah. I'm going through the cabinets of strangers and I find like an old bag of quinoa I'm like yeah. I'll at least be able to chew on this well here's the thing I've noticed is that you on your Instagram will definitely employ the gift like you oh, sometimes sure. show the gift in process like I saw right. you wearing Ego's mask oh that's right you know I what I mean so I guess what I'm saying is if there's not content of you making the rice I'll feel disrespected. I'll never come back here. And I'll tell everyone that this was a bad experience. <laughs> so you better make that and post it. People are going to see this quinoa used in some way. Uh, I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a paperweight. It's going to. It's honestly a heavy girl. It's so a nice little. It's going to keep the door kind open. It's a stress thing. You can kind of squeeze. That's a really good idea, too. I mean, if you're not into cooking, you can always squeeze a quinoa bag. That's really good. Like those stress balls. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah, that's really good. Okay. I'm going to get into the gift bag yeah. here and see what else is happening. There's a second thing We're in reaching there. Reaching in. This We're had more to out. do with the other thing. Okay. So this is some sort of. It says Daily Glow. I have no idea. This is Whitney Wild Rose's <gasps> oh <my> moisturizer. 
and it's it's from Wild Rose Beauty. And I know a you're a struggling fan struggling small business. <laughs> I know you're a fan of the Salt Lake City Housewives. And who doesn't love skincare? It being in LA. Um, you know, it's very dry here. I know when I moved from New York to Los Angeles, my skin had a wild reaction. I needed to start moisturizing. Right. So I wanted to get the you best had product. Moisturized in the until you moved to LA. No, because your boyfriend will tell you it's very the, the humid humidity. where we grew up. Right, of course. And so you come here, your skin it it starts interacting on a day-to-day basis with this dry weather. You must moisturize. So I uh, got the best product in the biz for so, you. Did you? Okay. So how did this come into your life? Uh, it was gifted to me by Whitney Rose. <laughs> what? I, I mean, I need this to be explained to me. So basically. I've been in front of her house, by the way. You've been in front of her house? Yes. <laughs> Because uh, I know you went to Beauty Lab. I've been to Beauty Lab so many times that I uh, prob- I should get some sort of free service. I mean, I've, I've never ordered it. I go in, I get a picture. Every time I go to Utah, I go and get a picture. You get a picture. They're always very gracious. Of course. Uh, they love when people are there for a picture. I don't know that I quite trust the situation. I see. Uh, uh, I mean, I haven't heard anything bad about it. Yeah. But I, I'm not ready to take the leap of them lasering me. I agree with you. That being said, if I ever get work done, I won't get it anywhere else. <laughs> I recently learned that in Utah, you don't need to be licensed to uh, be an esthetician. Do what anything. Is it? Uh, <laughs> to do literally anything. An esthetician, is that what you do when you're at the beauty lab? I believe so. Uh, I believe, and this is all secondhand information, but I believe you can kind of just do it. So they're not like dermatologists. Yeah, I think it's just like kind of people who have... And again, people with needles. <laughs> with needles it's kind of like lasers. reality stars with needles. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, this is all uh, hearsay. I can't quite speak to it, but that does worry me a bit. I have been in front of Whitney Rose. I, I kind of went on a tour. I uh, see. I've been given various information from people in Salt Lake. We're like, oh, you've got to go to this person's house. You've got to go to this person's house. I have a picture of... Oh, we'll have to post that to Instagram. I'm standing outside her house, which is kind of scary. Uh, no. But my sister lived in her kind of the community that she lived in. She's like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, Let's okay. So, so the house that we see depicted on the show is her actual home. It's her, I mean, as far as I know, I'm standing... Yeah, it's her house. Did you go to Meredith Marks? Uh, no, that's in Park City. and Oh, it's in Park City. She's yeah. kind of all over the place. It's hard to pin down where she's living. Right. She's I think rent- she's... I know think she's, she's famously renting. Full-out New Yorker. Yeah, she doesn't live there. I... I did meet Meredith Marks, and I met her because she came to the premiere of Fire Island. Oh, my God. What was the experience like? So was it, Brooks it, with her? The whole family was there. <laughs> so basically what happened was I am all excited. I, it's the premiere of the first movie I'm ever in, and they really rolled out the red carpet for Fire Island. Like, we were on a major press tour. <laughs> like, it was like we were all over. So then I got to the premiere. It's one of the biggest, most exciting moments. I'm with a few dear friends and my parents. I step out. I feel I'm looking good. The publicist from Searchlight says to me, Meredith Marks is here. Oh and I say, where? <laughs> I beeline away from the red carpet. I, 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 I completely forget like, you just everything the I was movie. excited about. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I walk over to Meredith Marks. I say, hi. It's so cool that you're here. I'm in the movie. It's so <laughs> great to meet you. And she's like, Oh my god, that's amazing! You're in the movie. That's incredible. That's great. And I was like, Yeah, I've actually like talked to Brooks online because I have. What? And I have, well, I have the full. I have both Brooks Marks tracksuits. I have the Pride oh, Edition okay. and you, the Classic Black. You are contributing to something that I don't. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, here's what I'll say about the Brooks Marks tracksuit for all the gay men out there. 
it gives ass. Oh, interesting. Yes. It, well, I mean, lifts, of course. It like lifts. I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, I, I, and then I took a full photo shoot in it. <laughs> How much did it cost? Um, you have to say. I think it was like one. It, it it's around one fifty for oh, the full okay. set. Oh, okay. That's not. That's not. It crazy. really wasn't. Um, and then. I sort of became friendly enough with him online that he just sent me the pride one. And the other thing was <laughs> Meredith did not realize who I was when I was meeting her. She just thought, oh, he said, I'm going to ask I came over <laughs> to say hi. Seth, I can pet you. And then like, I took a picture with her. Seth took it. Oh, oh my God. And I said, Seth, oh my God, you're here. You're and then so she was like, weird. Brooks is coming as well. And then I was like, okay, well, I have to say hi to him. Then I do eventually get on the carpet. There's an iconic video of me like doing all my talking points for Fire Island. I'm like, well, it's great to be in a movie about the chosen family. I'm going cross-eyed. <laughs> I was like, and you know, to do this with my actual friends was so great. And I'm so proud of Joel. What an intuitive, funny writer. Da, da, da. In the back Background, the entire Marx family is like posing on the red carpet. And I swear to God, I don't realize it, but the entire Marx family is just Marxing behind me. <laughs> so I have to see this. eventually later on, she DMs me and she's like, I didn't realize who you were, but when you when you posted that photo shoot of you in the Brooks Marx tracksuit, it meant so much to us that oh. he felt support. And then she goes, <laughs> I she goes, I have to send you stuff. And then I was like, okay, she sent so much stuff from the, I have, I have, um, like, like, uh, eye blinders from okay. that, that say Meredith marks for right. when you sleep. I have a sweatshirt that says, love you, baby. <laughs> I have f 10 Brooks marks hats, three in white, three in black, three in like a few in another color in a different style. I have so much stuff from them. They were very kind. And then I ran into her, into her on the street again, and she was watching an interview of Jen Shaw. And she said, it's so sad. What's happening? Oh, my God. And I was like, are you guys on good terms? She goes, yeah, we're fine. And I was like, oh, my God. And so then she goes, are you coming inside? We were going to this, Where to was this, this event. It was like this event in New York again. She does not live anywhere near me. No. And then she was all over New York. She's like, I'm meeting Dorin Madley. And I was like, I cannot... Uh, necessarily meet Dorinda right now. I'll turn to Sand. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> suffice it to say, I am on the ground floor with the housewives enough I mean, where they will send things. Uh, yeah, but I do want to back up a moment. You just listed probably 50 things from Meredith. Not one of them is jewelry, which is the one thing that apparently she does as a... She don't give that away. <laughs> no, that's top dollar. And I did go on the Meredith Marks jewelry store okay. because I thought maybe let's get like a nice piece for, you know, the lady in your life. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, okay, but it is like luxury jewelry. Like okay. it is actually really expensive. Well, I don't care. I don't care if either. She, if she really is that uh, in love with you, throw she'd some send in me, the, she'd the send mailer. Me, she'd send me a heart of the ocean. A ring or something. Exactly. So I've gotten tons of stuff okay. from Meredith, but not right. jewelry. And Whitney has sent me... Um, several products i actually had already bought the moisturizer oh, wow. and so i didn't need this one and so that's why i give it to you um and have you interacted with whitney i have talked to whitney online okay and um we've not interacted in person the only salt lake city housewife i've interacted with in person is meredith marks okay. i've interacted with whitney online and i'm sort of Afraid of Jen Shy, never want to speak to her. <laughs> I'm interested in like uh, 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 Lisa Barlow interaction. Of course, Heather, I'm wary of. You're wary of Heather. Why? Here's what I'll say. I think she's more of a queen bee than we get from the show, uh -huh. and I think that she is one person on the show and potentially one person off. And I think you can kind of see glimpses of who she is in the reunions. And you think she's awful? I don't think she's awful. I think she's superior.
And I think this victim narrative that she places on herself, <laughs> I'm very wary of. I'm very wary of people who clearly have a lot of money, friends, power, etc., and are the star of a reality show who say, I'm a victim. <laughs> who say like, who say like, my reality is very sad and everyone picks on me. I'm right. like, I don't think so. And she's she has clearly alienated anyone that should be actually close to her in real life. Well, here's what I'll say. If her entire thing is, I'm such a good friend, I will stick by you to the end, and that's going to be the kind of friend I want to be to the mm-hmm. rest of my days, why is the earth scorched with her cousin <laughs> and best friend, Whitney Rose? But meanwhile, she's like, I'm ride or die Jen Shah, who's like a dangerous felon. <laughs> Jen Shah is like, I mean, it really tells us what all of these women are, where it's like, She's clearly a criminal, and you're all acting uh, like she's the victim in the situation. Hello, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so sad what's happening with Jen." I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, it's sad for her family." But <laughs> anyway, we're in the weeds here. What I, well, suffice it to say, I've I'm got wait- the Daily Glow moisturizer. I'm waiting on Vita Tequila. Okay, and that's the <laughs> that's only thing crazy I need. she hasn't sent you any. I mean, well, I don't think she those- knows I exist because I think if she did know right. I exist. We, a, we'd be best friends and we'd be going on insane fast food runs together because I really respect, and I can tell you do too, from I, having a trash boyfriend with a trash <laughs> diet, that you love her fast food It's thing. fascinating. She lives uh, not that far from my parents, and I know, like, I'll see the various oh, wow. food in her car, and I'll be like, oh, I know exactly the location she I was at. I know that, Sonic. I know the gas station she was at where she got that 64-ounce Diet Dr. Pepper. You're kidding me. I know it, her path. I could follow her path through town. It's that is point. fun about watching one that takes place in your hometown. Yeah, it's a, it is like a weird little uncomfortable trip home all yeah. the time. Yeah, but yeah. we need to get you in touch with Lisa. I think it's going to be relatively easy. You know what? We did interact one time on Instagram because I posted a tagline that I thought she should use, which was, "I'll have a large fry, a diet coke, and the truth." <laughs> And I was like, I think that that would be a really good tagline. And she actually responded and she said, that made my day. (laughs) I just want to tell you that that made my day. And I was just like, oh my God, it's free to use. It's it's public domain. And she, I think, hearted that. But then she had... What is her current tagline? Do you know? Her current tagline is, I'll always have your back if you stop stabbing me in mine. (laughs) The taglines as of late have not been good. And I feel like we need to get a couple more... Uh, housewives in Salt Lake City. I feel like we're they're trying. Well, they're yeah. The they're, Angie Harrington of it all, right. which is haunted. What is she doing? She's in the show. Why isn't she just part of it at this point? She like is part of it. They're trying to make her more of a thing. Right. I think what hap- what's happening here, Bridger, is I think she's dumb as hell. <laughs> uh, well, I I hate to break it to you, but several of these people. Are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. She's just certainly not. She's not really popping. There's off not on the a show. lot there. Well, did you watch the most recent episode where her and Whitney Rose were doing that sort of gray gardens? In their like, weird parlor yeah <laughs> yes. yeah and then like her husband started like an instagram to defame <laughs> the other women on the show he's I'm been like, trolling them it's crazy it's crazy it's weird to see on that show like uh, something that clearly did happen in reality and somebody owning up to it because he obviously did do that and he seems very uncomfortable to be admitting it. he's probably a 50 year old man who's like oh yeah i made a fake instagram account and was trolling yeah when a reality and then stars. they cut to meredith marks being like so upset that she was at dinner with them now she's like Ugh, i'm here with a 52 year old man who's tr- an online troll and then i felt at the end that in the pr- in the coming attractions or the previews coming attractions, <laughs> coming attractions. <laughs> like coming it's like soon a f- carnival <laughs> in the coming attractions i'm gonna keep calling it that um jen shaw was like 
crying, weeping, her, and referred to him as um, Angie's quote unquote fat elf on a shelf <laughs> yeah, husband. What does that mean? And I thought, no, nah, I don't like the body shaming. Fat, we need to take out. But calling him elf on the shelf, I thought was funny. It's a terrible insult, though. He looks nothing like an elf on the shelf. Have you seen Elf on the Shelf? Does it have a beard? Does it matter? <laughs> or yes. is it just funny? That's a clearly defined <laughs> Elf on the Shelf to me took me If she was going to go ha- Christmas theme, go Santa Claus. The guy looks has way more in common with Santa than Elf on the Shelf. He is given like Hollywood little... Santa. Yeah, oh, totally. If Santa moves to Hollywood, he looks like I'm going to say his name is Chris Harrington. <laughs> Wait, Chris Harrington? <laughs> Very close to Chris Harrison. Yeah, very, very close. Did I ever tell you, I haven't, about when I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Chris Harrison was the host? No. When was this? This was 2000 and I'm going to say 17. Okay. And I flew out to Vegas because I got on the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Chris Harrison was the host and I was on two episodes. Okay. Were you on the show in the capacity of like celebrity or just no. person? So I was recently on Celebrity Jeopardy, right, just to right. let everyone know how far my career has come. I absolutely <laughs> rocketed to the C list. Um, so, so, but this was when I was nobody. You understand? I was simply a server in Brooklyn, and in fact, I think that's what they said on the bottom of my screen. Wow! I didn't say when because they asked for your job, and I, I this is at the time when I was like, I can't say I'm an actor because it's so humiliating, and it's even worse <laughs> to say you're a comedian. But at that point, the podcast was a thing. They could have at least put it podcast was a thing, host. But even the podcast host would be really embarrassing. <laughs> and then Chris Harrison would be like, yeah, tell us about your podcast. And then look, look, <laughs> check yeah, his nails. Having to get into that. So anyway, like I, I get there and um, think about in comparing being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and being on Jeopardy, you would think being on Jeopardy is much more stressful. Right. No. Millionaire is so much more stressful because you're the only contestant and right. you have to answer every question and they're playing the music. The do 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 you can feel the camera zooming in on you it's intense and you're in the round you're in a circle and it's like chris harrison sort of staring at you watching it i mean uh, saying the question and there's just a lot going on so i get far far enough where they have to like break for an episode in the middle and they're like and tomorrow that's oh coming God. back so you go change your shirt and then you have to re-enter <laughs> the space right Did you bring like, several shirt options i had to bring at least two <laughs> <laughs> because two, because odds are you were going to be on two episodes if you did, if you were worth your salt at all. Mm-hmm. And then a third one for if something like absolutely was not working on camera, honey. <laughs> then I, so what happened was I re entered the space and I guess like they were rushed because they gave me directions on how to re enter the space like after he announces me, like sort of vaguely. Okay. So I messed up my entrance. And I guess <laughs> what? it was, I guess it was the end of the day for him. So we had to do it again. He like basically was just like, <sighs> you know the energy was just like not good yeah. he's also one of those hosts where you know at the end of an episode where it's a game show where the host like chats with a contestant right right what he was saying was and this is the part where we talk and we pretend oh like we're God. saying something etc like he wasn't even <laughs> to be trying. at that level wow yeah, so it was that level of that's not re- that's not the regis energy you know regis no. was getting little uh personal an- anecdotes and- no and wow. i recently did kelly clarkson and you know what happens when the cameras go down on her what Curses like a sailor. Oh, good for her. I love it. She's like, this motherfucker. Da, da, da. Like, I've, I was obsessed, but that's like her vibe. And also, right. that was a gag meeting her. She's one of my favorites. She's incredible. The best. And so, anyway, back to Chris Harrison. I messed up my entrance. I come back down for the, for the new entrance. And he does that thing. Because I think he didn't like that I was like being playful with the audience. Like, he was like ready to leave. Like, I messed up my entrance and I went like, like to the audience. And they were like, <laughs> 
So I come back in, and you remember when Trump used to do that thing where he'd shake someone's hand and then pull? Uh, I don't remember that, but so I he shook it. my hand uh-huh. and then like oh, when he would like pulled. yank you. Yes, I thought you were like I thought you were saying that Trump was like faking people out. Which no, is no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like grabs your hand uh-huh. a little too tight and then pulls you in. Psycho. It was alpha. like a Trump right. thing. It was like an alpha thing. It's like something that guys do to let you know like. That they're out to, of like, their mind. To like, to like, you know, man you, like double dog you. Right. And so he did that to me. <laughs> That's I so came, scary. I came off my feet and honestly, you you can see in the video, I, like, I'm like literally yanked <laughs> towards him a little bit. And then I get around on the other side and I'm pissed. Like you can see in the video, I'm pissed off. And he just like starts in with those talking points and I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure. But he was unequivocally an asshole. What? And to watch him lose his job and have all this stuff come out, it's the chef's kiss I've wanted for years because he was a jerk. Wow, that yes. is incredible. And how far, like, what did you end up winning? I won $5,000. Okay. So basically, I got to 20000 and then I had 20000 and I should have walked away, and then I, something happened where they asked me a question that was sort of a bullshit question, and I, me being who I am, I was like, let's risk it, let's go for it, and <laughs> I, I, I just missed it. But what I left was the question? Day. Let me see if I can try to answer this. Okay, here it is. This is the correct spelling okay. of the first name of the protagonist of Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol. Okay. Here were the options. A, Ebenezer. E-B-E-N-I-E-Z-E-R. Okay. B, Ebenezer. E-B-E-N-E-Z-E-R. Okay. C, Ebenezer, <laughs> E B A N E Z E R D, Ebenezer, E B E N E E Z E R. None of those are what I was imagining. Absolutely, uh, that I'm gonna have to go with B. You would have been right. Oh my god! So at that why point, why wasn't I should have been there? I should have been there. And for you know you. what? I used my fifty-fifty. Uh huh. And they knocked out A and C, which okay. I knew were not right. Right. And then something was like Ebenezer. Like the E's <laughs> felt really long for me. And I was like, I think it's D. Was wrong. He was thrilled to see me go. Crushed you. Left with $5,000. $5,000. But the good thing about it was I was out in Vegas and I taped. They asked you to save three days. Okay. I was there. I taped on the first day. So the next day I was just like. I'm spending this 5K I got, which I, I spent it almost entirely in Bloody Marys at the pool. <laughs> Mandalay Bay. How much did they take out of taxes? Oh, <laughs> Pro- probably like $1,600. You go home completely in the hole. Yeah, just yes. like not. You, I went for the experience, and they didn't fly me out. They What? You yeah. had to pay to get there? Yes. So this you really pay to get there, a- but like basically if you go and you win no money, you still get $1,000 for appearing. So like ultimately it, it, it like cancels out. And it's, a, yeah, like an, a life experience. It's right. a story you can tell later on a podcast that you don't know the correct spelling of Ebenezer. Yeah, well, I, I, will, I would actually say I did know it, but the stress got to me. And also, what a stupid question. <laughs> that will that will be with me forever. Of course. You remembered it exactly. You I, remembered no, yeah, the I'll spelling. I will never forget it. 
And it's also like it's out there. Like I mean, you can watch it. Like on YouTube, there's like there's like still clips of it. But um, yeah, no, I did much better on Jeopardy. Right. Much better. How much did you end up winning on Jeopardy? I so it was for charity because it was Celebrity right. Jeopardy, and also remember, it's Celebrity Jeopardy is Jeopardy for babies. Yeah, of course. Of so course. it was me, Aisha Tyler, and John Michael Higgins. Oh, wonderful! Who are both wonderful, fantastic. And I started really bad, but ultimately I ended with a score of thirty thousand five hundred dollars. Oh wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I won thirty thousand dollars for my charity, which was called Story Pirates Changemakers. Oh, that's a good that's a good charity. It is. Uh, what do you think is easier, Celebrity Jeopardy or Teen Jeopardy? Um, I think Celebrity Jeopardy is easier. Wow. Teen Jeopardy is like the reason why it's fun to watch Teen Jeopardy is because they're so smart. Well, the thing is you're never smarter than you are in high school. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. In terms of, in terms 100%. Of, there are things I knew in high school have vanished from my yeah, mind. Like, you know, you could be defining what a river valley is. <laughs> you could talk about how, you know, Mesopotamia <laughs> was the first civilization all the doodah day. You know what I mean? Like all these things that then pop up in Jeopardy later. Mm-hmm. When they're Wish like, I had held on to it. When they're like, the category is World Rivers. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm going to put my buzzer down. <laughs> I'll be walking away. I'll be walking away. World what if Rivers. I was like on Jeopardy? I was like, I'd like to walk away. They're like, that's not how this one works. <laughs> I'd like to walk away. <laughs> that would be the best moment that ever happened. I think I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I should have done that. Oh my god! Next time. Well, actually, no. When you mess around on Jeopardy, the Jeopardy fans get really mad. Like, oh, they're you know, a very passionate crowd. You know who's really in trouble right now is um, Hassan Minhaj. Oh, I heard about. Like, He's what in was trouble. he doing on the show? Well, he was goofing off. Okay, he was sort of doing. He was doing a lot. Okay. And I would say, like, the comedian part of me is like, yeah, you're on Celebrity Jeopardy. Like, now they're talking about you because you were funny. Great, right? But the other half is like. These people take it really it's a seriously. It's and a temple. A lot of Jeopardy fans are upset that Celebrity Jeopardy even exists. Oh, of course. Because they're like, these people aren't smart. They make a mockery of they're the thing that we than love. Teenagers. They're dumber. And it, it, why are they on there with, with the opportunity to earn money for anything? Never mind that it's charity, you freaks. They're <laughs> like, these questions are garbage. And when you have like a brain fart moment on Celebrity Jeopardy, you're the dumbest person of in course. the world. But meanwhile, on regular Jeopardy, they have those the moments all the time. And they're just like, well, sometimes that happens. I feel like some real dummies uh, sneak into regular Jeopardy. What I am is a celebrity rights activist. <laughs> You've come and I here believe today we should to be treated fairly. <laughs> no, but he is in trouble. Wow. And Eliza Schlesinger was in trouble too. Well. Because she was goofing off too much. But she won. She won. Yeah, she won somehow. Interesting. She was horrible on the show. She, was, she didn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who was she up against? I don't know. Like I said, they're not actually famous. I'm not, I'm not a celebrity, dude. I mean, I'm not walking down the streets. People are being like, oh my God. Like, did is you... that Matt Rogers from I Love That For You? Like, none of you watched it. You were good in it. Thank you so much. You were truly good in and it. And people did watch it. I guess I'm just trying to self-deprecate. Sure. And it's on Showtime. And Thank you for that. There are 40 people watching show. I mean, 40 people <laughs> subscribe to Showtime. And, and I think my special Have You Heard of Christmas is streaming December 2nd on You're Showtime. You're going to have a... Oh, that's right. Period. We've got to cut that out. We'll cut out the show time uh, talking <laughs> no, about how no one... No, we can't cut it out because here's what I want to say to people. If you don't want it... Just get the 30-day trial. 
Get the 30-day trial. If you're a Matt Rogers fan, if you're in the Matt Rogers fan community, watch the special. Matt, hold for one second because we're going to play a game and you're going to have an opportunity to promote this. You're going to have a full... No, you're wrong. I'm going to have two opportunities to promote it because I'm going to keep saying what I'm saying right now. And you can stream the eight episodes of season one of I Love That For You starring Vanessa Bear, Molly Shannon, Jennifer Lewis, and me and Matt Rogers. Matt's very good in the show. Thank you so much. Very good. Uh, Thank you for watching it. We're going to play a game. Now? We're going to play a game. Now a warning? (laughs) Now we're going to play a game. Uh, Let's play Gift Master, actually. We're going to play a game called Gift Master. Whatever Uh, you think would be most fun for you and I's dynamic. I'm trying to think of the last game we played. You know, listeners start screaming if a game doesn't get played often enough, that sort of So I want to play the game that everyone's going to be most excited about. Okay. I think they'll, they'll be happy to play this game. Okay. Unless you fuck it up. Oh, God. That would be terrible. Um, I need a number between one and ten from you. Well, then I'm going to choose six. Okay, six. I have to do some light calculating. Okay. So I have to get the game pieces. This is your time to... I'm kind of gagged that I picked six. Ooh, six is a bad number. It's kind of a nasty number, but that's okay. okay. Now I feel even worse. Um, I was just gagged because I thought it was (laughs) random. You were saying, you know, you say my choice is bad. You used the word bad and nasty. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, I come with gifts. He says he demands gifts. I come in. I two. certainly didn't demand gifts. Okay. I begged you not to. That's not what I've Larissa been begging told for me. For months, Larissa. I I don't know what Annalise and Larissa were talking about on the email thread. Annalise I, and Larissa. I feel like Annalise is doing some things that are really disrupting this podcast. You know how I would describe her? Underhanded. <laughs> sneaky. So I would say sneaky. A sneak. Duplicitous. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have the mic to continue promoting or recommending. I mean. Uh, yeah, you've got you d- still have some things to promote. I feel like and it's an get endless well of <laughs> <laughs> it will, until you're dead. Uh, your last words will I'll be some sort of my promotion. Shit. <laughs> okay, watch I'll be Q right back. Force on Netflix. Uh, okay, so everyone watch Q Force on Netflix. It's a ten episode uh, queer animated spy show. It will not get a second season. I hope that you watched Hot Dog on HBO Max, the dog grooming competition show I hosted. Because you can't watch it anymore. They've taken it off. Um, stream the podcast Last Culture Recess wherever you do get your podcast I co-host that with little known um, comedian Bowen Yang someone who's actually famous and therefore would never do Celebrity Jeopardy would never stoop to such a thing um, though I do think he'd do well on it because he's smarter than me he's both more famous and smarter than me and dresses better so um, those are certainly things I have going on and um so is this where you said I had the opportunity to promote? Is this yes, okay? Promote, so and my my tour, stuff. Have You Heard of Christmas, is on sale now. Please come. I'm going to 14 cities. It accompanies the uh, musical comedy special of the same name, Matt Rogers. Have you heard of Christmas? It streams December 2nd, and then henceforth forever. We hope, unless they HBO Max hot dog it and yank it on down. So watch it while you can, because the industry is in disarray. And Bridger's back. The industry is uh, flipping the lights off. Absolutely. The uh, television will probably be around for another two years so i hope people enjoy it yeah and then we're all gonna be just like on tiktok (laughs) have you recently joined tiktok yes i recently joined tiktok because i was told i must Mm -hmm. um literally uh in order to promote the special (laughs) they were like you gotta get on tiktok i was like they're like if you're not gonna be on twitter you gotta be on tiktok and i refuse to be on elon musk's twitter oh of course there's absolutely no way and so i won't get back on facebook either no I will only be on Instagram. I would love for you to go to Facebook to promote the special. Oh, yeah. Well, they asked me to. And I was like, "Mm -mm." that does being on any of no, no no one wants to be told to watch anything on any of these services. It does nothing. I don't want any Facebook people at my show either. That would be very. I I want you to get on Facebook Marketplace and try to sell tickets to you. Yeah, exactly. That'll be the real. That'll be that. You know, he's hit rock bottom. (laughs) 
Um, but please buy tickets to the show, especially in Atlanta. We're struggling there. Uh, I do want... I, uh, <laughs> Atlanta, reach out. Um, don't reach out. Just buy tickets. I don't want to... We don't have to engage. See me at the show. We'll take a picture. Um, I do want to ask you, before we get into the game, yeah. just quickly, I want to talk about Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Sure. Something that I've been thinking about recently is, will there ever be a more beloved Christmas song? And what would it take? We won't know in our lifetime, I don't think. Okay, interesting. Kind yeah. of like, will we ever get to another planet then? Right. It's so sort it's of sort thing. of like, um, I think it took... Hmm. I, I, it's actually interesting. I would love to go back into a time in a time machine, back to whenever that song was released. I guess ninety four. Yeah, I think ninety four. Yeah, and and I would love to see how people reacted to it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a hit because I remember it being like a big hit when even when I was like seven, eight years old sure. when I started to really love Mariah, and it was on the radio all the time. And I think I've always identified it as like a modern classic. Right now, it's just a standard. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So who knows if, like, you know, we'll say her name again, Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree <laughs> in 20 years is a modern standard. Um, I don't know that anything has hit as hard that's new. But right. Yeah, maybe there is something out there that is well, making its way into the... That's the thing. It's hard to write because the Christmas sound, like, an, to, like, earnestly plug the show, basically <laughs> what my show is, is it's an original pop Christmas album. Right. And it's basically me trying to be the prince of Christmas, like Mariah is the queen of Christmas, and this show is a documentation of that. <laughs> so, because um, capitalism, and, of course, holidays, celebration, <laughs> being together, et cetera, all those things, Santa vibes. Not red and green for you. Not necessarily. It's more of a silver and gold moment. You ever seen the original Rudolph, the claymation? Of course. Silver and gold. Oh, that was specifically for you. Yeah. Wow. So that was that. That I actually in the in the special. I'm proud to say I wear a silver <laughs> suit. So you you can't tell me uh, that I'm messing up with colors. But um, how did I? How did I get? We're trying here? to get to like what. Uh, Will there ever be a thing? Oh, that talks right. It's the hard song. to it's hard to write a Christmas song that feels really different from everything else, mm-hmm. and therefore stands out enough to become a classic because the Christmas sound is so um, specific, and you need certain elements, like you need like the ding ding bell, you need some sort of bell. You need some chimes, you, uh, orchestrally, like right. we're working in the same area. So I think until someone can reinvent the form a little bit, we won't get like necessarily a classic song, but. People should watch my special and tell me if there's a front runner uh, for for new Christmas yeah, you, standard. You might be the person. I mean, it could. It's, Wouldn't that be fun? You never know. You, you don't truly know. never. I know. guess we'll find out. And that you, people feel free to tell me if all the songs are flops. <laughs> reach out, Atlanta. Reach, reach out, out. <laughs> Atlanta. Reach out. Um, okay, we've delayed enough with the game. This is how the game works. I'm okay. going to name three gifts you can give away. Three things that you'll be giving someone it being giving season this is good yeah this is absolutely perfect and then i'm going to name three celebrities okay you're going to tell me which celebrity you'll give uh which gift and why i love this does that make perfect sense it for actually you? makes extreme sense to me <laughs> okay. and i'm excited i'm a giver okay so these are these are all kind of unconventional uh gifts uh number okay. one a low-rated morning talk show Got it. So a low-rated morning talk show. Now, can I ask a, cu- a clarifying question? Of course. Does the low-rated morning talk show stay on the air, or does it get yes. canceled? Yes. I mean, it's okay. e- it's definitely staying on the air, maybe because there's just not a better option. Or maybe the network is like, we put a lot of money into it. We're going to see it through. Right. We're going to let this thing totally sink us. A low-rated morning talk show. Okay. Um, number two, 
and this is an an interesting one, and at an appearance on this podcast. And the 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 listeners are dedicated. We've got a dedicated audience. Do they have a name? A listener. Listener. Uh, I think that at some point people were pitching things, and I thought, can we just call them the listener? Okay, because the, there's a respect to be there. Yeah. There's. Uh, I think that I just that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're listening. They're listening. They're hopefully doing absolutely nothing else while it's happening, sitting <laughs> still and really paying attention. Yeah, just completely maybe ta- maybe taking notes. Yeah, and but, you're a gracious host. So this and and like I said, this atmosphere is beautiful and i'm having a wonderful time so that is a true gift uh and number three the united states of america giving them the power to they govern get the country they get the country they get the country and, and let's we've be seen honest, that we've seen that go certain ways it's got some nicks and some dents for uh, sure it's well we have a long way to go we've got <laughs> we really do and this country has a mortal wound um, we can't get into it too much, but let's just say that there's a lot of deep-seated issues in the country. There so that's, are. It's a divided land. That is not even. That is that is a loaded gift. Yes. That is a major responsibility. A responsibility. It's kind of like a dog giving a child a pet. It's like exactly. there's a lot more. You've got to walk this thing every day, and you've yeah. got to feed it, and it could bite you. Yeah, exactly. And it's got many enemies. You're right. <laughs> As we know about dogs, they all have tons of enemies. Well, when a dog when a dog does not like another dog, you fucking know it. It will be uh, jaws around throat. Honey, that dog is Saudi Arabia over there. <laughs> that dog is China as hell. He don't like us. Okay. Um, the celebrities number one, Michael Shannon. Okay. The haunted Michael Shannon. He really is. I haunted. love Michael Shannon. Yeah. Uh, number two, this is uh, unusual. It's a group. It's the Skarsgård family, the entire clan. <laughs> so okay. that's honestly, I, I have an instinct for them already. Okay, it's yeah. uh, help me. I know it's, it's Alexander, Alexander, Bill, the father. Yeah, and Stellan. Stellan. I always feel like Stellan should be Bill and Bill should be Stellan because right. Bill is older and Bill sounds like an older person's name. Yeah, it does. Um, Stellan feels more closer to their like Nordic roots, right? But like also younger and fresher and right. new. And we, there are probably other Scars Guards. If there's three, there's got to be more for sure, for sure. But it's a, the the Scars Guard family. Uh, there's a mother because the, how there's else, certainly how a mom would they in the picture, there? unless they were all adopted by gay men. I don't think that brought together. To them. <laughs> I don't get the sense that they've been around a lot of gay men. I mean, it could be a gener- generations and generations of gay men adopting other. Uh, it's a yeah. possibility. It's certainly a I'm possibility. not ruling it out. I, I I do think that there was a mother involved, but it's great that you're open to that. <laughs> uh, number okay. three, we love her, Juliette Binoche. Juliette Binoche. She, of course. A stunning actress. I knew her from Chocolat. I knew her from Dan in Real Life. She actually turns quite the performance in Dan in Real Life. And Dan in Real Life, starring Steve Carell and Dane Cook, a much better movie. Dane than Cook Europe. is in that movie. Oh yeah, this Dane is when Cook Dane of Cook the was recent doing films. My bit is that if I ever meet Dane Cook, I'm going to say I love your films. <laughs> Good luck, Chuck. Dan in Real Life, Employee of the Month. That's an interesting. You can really watch the downhill slide for that career into the marrying the. Uh, oh, what is she six? <laughs> uh, okay, so we have the celebrities. Yes, we have Michael the Shannon, the Skarsgård family, and Juliette Binoche. Most recently, of the staircase. Yes, didn't see it. Oh, she's excellent. I'm sure she's very talented. Um, so I'm to give one a low-rated morning talk show. 
I'm to give one the United States of America, and I'm to give one up an appearance on this podcast, which in a way is kind of a gift to me. Yeah. So you have to think about me in this scenario. So in in picking up on the things I've picked up on, <laughs> you said you loved Michael Shannon. I do like I I, I love all of these people. I mean, I probably know but the you least didn't about say that about all of them. <laughs> now I'm begging. I'm like I I'm trying to throw you off here. What I'd like to do is I would love to see Michael Shannon come here and guest on this podcast. I'm going to give that gift to him. Michael I think you Shannon? guys would have a wonderful conversation, and I think that honestly, this atmosphere would lighten him up a little. What? Bit. Yeah. What do you think he would be like on a podcast? Uh mm, I think he would answer directly, mm-hmm. but wouldn't elaborate on a lot of things. Like I think it would just be very like. You know, I think you'd. I think it'd be would be forty five minutes. <laughs> I think that you. I think it'd he'd be would, me a lot of a lot of me talking, a lot of me carrying. And I weight. don't think he'd bring a gift, which I know you say you don't want, but is crucial to the podcast uh, that someone bring a gift. And that's I like a piece behind the curtain. His publicist is probably too scared to tell him that like that's part of this podcast, and so he just shows up and he's like, yeah, I, so he's I, like, I, I, I saw you, I said no gifts, and I always pay very close attention to the text. <laughs> right. And so he's, he's like someone that's like an actor. He's like, I saw the text, was I said no gifts, <laughs> you gave me a directive, and what do you mean I didn't do it right, etc. So he's coming on the podcast. Right. Juliette Binoche, I feel, is getting the low-rated morning talk show <laughs> because I feel that she has the power as a grounded actress to get people to really drop in. I see her in sort of a cashmere. Mm-hmm. I see like her coming in, sitting down, like golf claps in the audience, no monologue, just today we're going to be speaking with someone I've wanted to talk to for a very long time. It's Kate <laughs> Blanchett. And then she comes out and sits down and they sort of just talk about the craft of acting. And it's got like a dedicated audience of not that many people mm-hmm. but it's sort of more asmr than anything else i think that she actually makes perfect sense for a morning show that's the sort of morning show i want to watch where it's like i'm waking up i need it to be a little bit more quiet i need yeah, it it's to not be kelly ripa screaming you know what i mean <laughs> it's like it's juliette binoche sort of like gently whispering a suggestion a of, a, of some words i would love Yes. Love for her to have a low-rated morning talk show. Yes. And I'm giving the United States of America to the Skarsgårds who come from a socialist country. Oh, and honestly, So they come from Norway. Okay, sure. Which is doing it right. Right, of course. There's and never any trouble. Yeah, their sort of Northern European way of life is something I wish we'd emulate here more. And I think that because they are so powerful, and if, if Alexander is the face of it all, I think some of these people are just going to do what he says. I mean, I will do whatever that man says in any scenario. <laughs> of course. He could tell me to do whatever. So if he is the president, that's going to be someone I follow. He would be an incredible... I feel like he actually would... That feels like a presidential candidate. Too bad he's born in another country. That's true. I'm still giving I mean, he, they it get, to I mean, yeah, it's just being handed over. Right, because in this scenario, it's I mean, sort of those rules don't really apply. Mm. Are the Skarsgårds fleeing Norway? I don't even. I, I'm certain they live in L.A. Boo. Yeah, it feels like they are kind of turning their back. I, so what? I, I so what does that say about, about the Skarsgård family? I don't think that they're turning their back on their country. I think they moved to America, the land of great opportunity, <laughs> in order to further their careers, and they have. They, and so this is, in, in, a, in many ways, the American dream. Right. What's the other family? The Australians. The uh, Thor. Oh, the Hemsworths. The Hemsworths. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they're well, Australian. Okay, these families, these talented. Yeah, families. they come over and they're talented families. Is yes, because you know what? There's Chris Hemsworth. There's Liam Hemsworth, and then there's another Hemsworth. Is it Luke? Luke Hemsworth. I want to say Luke. Can you imagine being Luke Hemsworth? That's like being <laughs> um, what's that? Uh, the the Jonas that's not 
Nick Jonas or Joe Jonas? Devin. Yeah. Devin Jonas. Devin Jonas. God, what is his name? That sucks. Kevin Jonas. Oh, it is? It is Kevin. <laughs> it's not Devin. It's Kevin. Oh, poor you Kevin. You were so close. <laughs> poor Kevin. Kevin, reach out. Atlanta, reach out. He would do this podcast. <laughs> Kevin, stay at home. But he'd bring his wife. Is he real religious? I think that they're all some sort of vague, used to be wearing a uh, promise right. ring type okay, people. Okay. We got married because couldn't fuck without it, <laughs> etc. <laughs> okay, uh, excellently played. Beautifully played. I think that that, I honestly think that all of those things, if they happened, would make the world a better place. Absolutely. And I, uh, I can't imagine the Skarsgård family being a guest on this pod. I don't know how I would no. handle it. I It'd actually think that would people. be shorter than 45 minutes. I think that they would have so little to say to me. Well, I got to say something. You don't have enough mics for them. No, I mean, God knows how many people are showing up. We've, we named three, but we don't know how many other Skarsgårds exist. You haven't created an atmosphere that's conducive <laughs> to the Skarsgårds being here. You're blaming me. Yes. You need a mic. I need a mic. Annalise needs a mic because when she chimes in, it's perfect. Can you, what do you have to say right now? Anything good? <laughs> I'm having a great time. You're having a great time? Okay. Do you agree with my gifts? I thought about having Juliet come on the podcast. Really? Oh, interesting. Because from a producer's standpoint, I thought the same. I thought maybe Michael wouldn't talk that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that to drive you crazy. I will say, Michael, I feel like we're all underestim- uh, underestimating Michael. I think he, I mean, look, he's he an has actor, a fun right? side. Like, he's got a fun that's side. True. Well, here's the thing. That's true. Like, here, these actors are like, Wah. like, it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you're in full makeup every day and you, <laughs> you, you do hit the carpet, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like you, you weren't dating like Michelle Williams. You know what I mean? Like, come on. One time I saw him in Red Hook because I in, in you Brooklyn. You saw Michael Shannon? Yes, because Michelle Williams like lived over where I um was waiting tables. Okay, right. And he was just walking in a fairway to name another supermarket. <laughs> and I literally was like, oh my God, that's Michael Shannon. And he was with, I guess, like a young child. And it was giving like gruff parent. Oh, yeah. Um, that makes sense. Sunday morning vibes. But certainly, like, he's an actor. He's an actor, but I, I, Michael, if you're listening, I feel like you've got a fun side. I feel yeah, like for sure. I feel like he's uh, light and airy. I think that if he came here, mm-hmm. you would charm him so that he would open up. <laughs> and also, here's another thing for the producing um, Matt, element can of I it. Just stop oh, you for yeah, one yeah, moment. Yeah, I need to sure. switch jackets. Yeah, okay. You. I just hold on one second. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard feel time. Feel like I want to wear that jacket for the final segment of the podcast. <laughs> hold on, wait, I put my mic down. So we are switching jackets, and there is going to be an, an energy shift on the podcast. There's no helping. God only knows. This smells great. What sort of? Uh, this feels like you've got a cologne on. Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> last night I did put a cologne on because, like I said, I was trying. I was trying to impress someone who doesn't want to date me anymore. So. <laughs> That looks great. I mean, it's certainly too small for you. Yeah, it's a little small. But because you're because you're more of a small and I'm more of a medium. Yeah, you're definitely a you. It's size queen. <laughs> you rare. You rarely meet a medium. Really, I feel like it's either a small or a large person at this point. Well, you so wouldn't know in the outlets because they don't have my size. Mediums are going in there scooping everything up. See, now I feel like I'm wearing older brother's jacket. You look great. I feel a little sloppy. and the colors are going as it is too big for you. But like I would a, say that the colors are working in an intense way okay. like you're now color blocking <laughs> i feel like i'm color i like this jacket for you okay we'll see we'll see there'll be a picture on the internet well and of course point. me complimenting the colors of your jacket someone who's blind to color as i <laughs> yeah, made it very clear deeply before. insulting probably does this work on him on Annalise? Annalise? 
gorgeous. Yeah, okay, here does. we go. We, we'll yeah. see. We'll let the listener decide ultimately. It's, inc- it's iconic. Okay, we have to answer a listener question. Yes, we do. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Just very clearly, they're desperate for answers. That's all you need to know. <laughs> These people are desperate. These, I'm, I've said it a million times. My listeners have... Their lives are a mess. Uh, these, like, if you're listening to this podcast, there's clearly something wrong, and so they're they're writing in and they're struggling. Uh, so, okay. one person at a time. We're helping. We're improving. We're protecting. It's a service. It's a service. It's absolutely a free service. Um, let's see here. This says, "Hello, Bridger and guest. Uh, I never thought I'd have to bother you with an email. Well, you've, I mean, well, guess what? From the get go, <laughs> guess what? You're a huge nuisance." Uh, because I think of myself as a good gift giver. However, this year, my 20-year-old cousin has been added to the family secret Santa. That's an already a, a weird thing. Where, why were they why not the in cousin it? part of the family thing? From, Do you have to turn 20? Do you have to submit an application? Uh, okay, so the 20-year-old's been added to the family secret Santa, and I've been tasked with getting her a gift. We don't live close and have never connected. We're 10 years apart, and all she ever wanted to do was watch cartoons. Okay, uh, here's what I know about her. She's always been very <laughs> she's always been very boring. She works for what looks to be some sort of telemarketing company that exclusively employs college students. And she maybe likes photography, parentheses, very hard to tell. Uh, I looked at her Instagram follows to get ideas, and she seems to like bands like Bruno Mars, not a band person, uh... Five seconds of uh, five seconds of summer. Is that a band? Five seconds of summer. That's okay. a band. Oh god! That, and it's I a can, collection. Of I people. can tell you that's a horrible band. They're not bad. Uh, Harry Styles again, not a band, and Demi Lovato, not a band. Uh, most of these are people, but the only one performing near her next year is Bruno Mars, and the tickets are eight hundred dollars. Yes, it's going to be way out of the parameters. <laughs> the limit is a hundred dollars, and also there's no world where I give Bruno Mars eight hundred dollars. I have a really good idea already. Parentheses: He's talented. He just doesn't need my eight hundred dollars. Okay, that's up for debate. Uh, she also follows. A lot of app games on Instagram, including one for erotic storytelling. Okay, any help would be much appreciated. And that's simply from Kay. Kay has completely just come on here to bully her boring cousin. But I have a really good idea idea for Kay. Uh, okay, what? So a couple years ago during the pandemic, I um, had time to really be thoughtful about gifts that I wanted to give my friends, mm-hmm. and. I thought, what would be something fun and unique and easy? Right. I went on Google and I typed in coasters with people's faces on them, like drink coasters. Okay, with like celebrity. Yes. Okay. And you can find anyone's face on a coaster. So what I did from like a group of like 12 gays that are my friends was I thought about who they stand. Okay, and right. And I ordered coasters with those people's faces on them, and then I drove around like a little gay Santa and dropped them all off. And <laughs> oh, they that's so love nice. them. What sort of people were on these coasters? So my friend Jared, like he's like a huge Swifty. Okay. So I actually found coasters online. At the time, she had eight albums out. Now she's got 10 because she's a very prolific woman. <laughs> um, but she, now he has eight coasters, each designed after, um, with the with like the vibe of each of her eight albums wow. at the time. Wow. Yeah, and he uses them. So these were official coasters. It doesn't they sound like these were, they were, oh, these were bootleg. Someone made them on Etsy. Oh, interesting. But this is why what's gonna what's gonna be good for this person is he has to be less than hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna go to some artist store where right, it's where like, like thirty dollars for one coaster. Right, exactly. And so I got uh, my friend Lewis. I got Madonna. My friend Chris. I got him. Um, what did I get for him? Uh, maybe it was Nicole Kidman. My friend. Patrick, I got in a, oh Kylie Minogue, okay, um, oh, you know, great. like a, a ton, and I got Kelly Clarkson for myself, <laughs> and like 
my friend Mason got Demi Lovato. Like, so what I'm saying is a coaster is a really practical, useful thing. She's turning 20, so soon she's going to turn 21. Right. She's got furniture that she's just putting drinks raw. Exactly. And I mean, that's the thing. is like you don't understand until you become a little bit older mm. the value mm. of a coaster. So what I would say is I would Google Bruno Mars coaster, Harry Styles coaster, Demi <laughs> Lovato coaster. I can tell you that it exists. I bought it myself. <laughs> and then look, but, but they're out there. And maybe like out of people, out of those people, I don't know about a five seconds of summer coaster, but certainly like you could find the people that she really likes so that she can have like a decorative element around her house that's also practical that features them. Now, and then it's also a conversation piece. These coasters are photos, just random photos that someone's obviously stolen copyrighted photos and put on a coaster. D- yes, and you know what's funny? Sometimes they're artisan though. And what I almost brought you but that I realized maybe might have been too nice of a gift, and not to say that you don't deserve a nice gift, but no, I had to get rid of that you've, quinoa. You've definitely just put it out there. Well, this actually has this value. Is, I mean, this okay. has, and this is actually something in my Rose. life. Yeah. This is such a deeply personal thing. I've been in front of this woman's house. Exactly. And I could so have gone in can, there and gotten it. Now you it. can glow like Whitney Rose <laughs> daily. Um, but I almost brought over here a coaster that's like a glass coaster, a really nice coaster with David Bowie on it. Oh, that's beautiful. And I thought... Two, that's a two, what, what would we talk about? Then we're talking about my favorite Bowie albums and everyone's bored to death. I know. Don't you think he deserves like um, a Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody-esque movie about him? I don't. I don't think anyone should try. I think that that's who's gonna. It's gonna end up being Chalamet. Okay. And oh, we're you're right. all gonna hate it. No, I don't want to see a Prince biopic. I don't want to see a David Bowie because they're too good. I think. Yeah. What do you think of this Whitney one coming out? I'm concerned. Me too. You're concerned. Yeah. I, the, it said by the producers of Bohemian Rhapsody, and I was like, oh, well, I'm <laughs> freaking out. Oh well, then I'm, I'm doubly concerned. There's no chance. Uh, Who, movie was... Who's playing Whitney? Uh, her name is Naomi um, a- Aki or something. Okay, she's so. a, she's a new actress. Okay, I mean that's a good sign that it's not yeah. you know somebody that we're just like oh that's that person yeah right. Uh, but I can't imagine that's going to be yeah. a good film. But I did almost and that's funny because now now I'm suggesting it as this gift. I almost brought this for you as the gift, and then I thought interesting, and then I was like. This you made the right be, move. This might be too far. You made the right move. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, I think Kay's cousin is going to love this. I mean, I think it's a really good idea. Good luck finding the five seconds of summer coasters. I think that she's going to have a hard time. Uh, but maybe those exist. I hope this Make them episode yourself. comes out in time. December 1st, December 8th, I was told. I th- yeah, I believe early December. Okay. Uh, this is, a, uh, it's of course June 2018 as we record. Of course, yes. Um, it's so. far before the pandemic we discussed earlier. <laughs> Um, remember the we're, time we're machine I said I wanted? We actually have you. it. <laughs> Anyone who's not listening to this podcast, um, no, Kay, go do that for your boring yeah. cousin. I'm I'm still baffled as to why the cousin's been kind of forced out of the Secret Santa until 20 years old, unless yeah. there's some sort of ceremony or something. It's got to be a thing where maybe some of the gifts get a little adult. Uh, right. Maybe there's a kid's Secret Santa, adult Secret Santa. It's like, it's like the kid's table of it all. Right. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. I don't want to think about Kay's cousin at all. Well, can I say, like, Kay has made them sound incredibly boring and dull. <laughs> it's very but insulting. I have to say to Kay, you sound mean. Petty. You sound petty mean. You started this being like, I never thought I'd have to do this, but here I am, dragging ass to write the email. <laughs> and this person follows an erotic storytelling Instagram or whatever. Good for them. You're a freak. <laughs> never email in again. Go by the coaster. 
Get your shit together. You've heard enough. And be Kay. nice to your cousin at the holidays, okay? Because she's twenty. She clear, she's going through something. She's a forming mind. So let's she's not be cruel. Going through something. Like K K emails back in. I'm a <laughs> massive Trumper. And <laughs> and gotcha. I, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> oh. Matt, we answered the question. I mean, you answered the I, I barely lifted a finger this time. Well, what do you perfect. think she should get her? Do you think something different? I want to uh, No, I don't want to think about Kay or her cousin. Yeah, I mean I feel like that's a good gift. I mean, the I don't know. I, it felt See, like there was a lot of online snooping and just trying to yeah. diminish, Here's which I didn't I like. Here's why I like the coaster thing is because it's specific and it's not a candle or like a shirt. You right. know what I mean? Like the, the most boring thing to get someone is a candle. I mean, I will say I'm kind of... I do love candles. I'm coming around on candles. I've said this on this podcast before. Candles and gift cards, sure. It's fine. Give it to I, me. No, gift cards I don't like. I never don't, use them. What? No, I just you don't, don't use them. No, I because I always forget. Put it in your wallet and use it. There's already so many credit cards in there. <laughs> I have too many. <laughs> I'm your in credit every score guild. is a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's in your jacket. You can see. <laughs> Want to go through my cards? I'm going to start <laughs> uh, online ordering right now. Uh, what What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, but the coasters are like. I think we have entered this new territory of like you can get personalized items. They're yeah. kind of. Uh, traditionally very generic, but suddenly you've got five days of summer or whatever yeah, on it. Five, five seconds, seconds of uh, summer. My apologies to the seconders five or whatever they call you're their fans. To, you're trying to um, make a Zoe Deschanel <laughs> 500 days reference. Of, yes. Um, I always got Zoe on the mind. Always got She's Zoe lovely. on the mind. Is I was she? in a Katy Perry music video with her. You're kidding. No. What are we? Is that where <laughs> Katy we should Perry end? F- this is the end of the. <laughs> Katie, once you've mentioned Katy Perry twice on a podcast, you have I to know, shut it down. Especially after her Rick Caruso <laughs> endorsement, idiot. We find out she's K. <laughs> it's all, and she doesn't have eight hundred dollars to spare on. Hey, her jerks! I have a question. It's all making sense now. It's yeah. all coming together. Yep. This is the end of the podcast, Matt. These it was gifts a good are lovely. One. This was such a good. This is a perfect episode. It was really great. I don't know that I trust the moisturizer on my face. I don't know that I think. I I don't like. What sort of lab does Whitney have running? Glow moisturizer provides anti-aging hydration for all skin types. It contains all antioxidants. I thought it said. I thought it said it contains all oxidants. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and nutrients that help smooth and hydrate skin that becomes depleted due to age, UV exposure, and or environmental damage. It can help visibly <laughs> reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles by hydrating the skin, leaving it soft and smooth. No parabens, no sulfates, no... Well, this is a lot of consonants. Phalalites or extaflux. And it's cruelty-free. Okay, so well... So I don't know what else you want out of a moisturizer. I, uh... Ungrateful bitch. I, <laughs> I just, uh... I've been to the house. I don't know, uh... I, it doesn't look like the place you where... You should go uh, back to her house and put it on her doorstep. I'm gonna go <laughs> throw it through the window. <laughs> a gift for you. Yeah, throw it through the window. You find it as heavy as a brick. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna... I'll look into it. We'll see how Bridger I feel Weiniger about threw the first moisturizer at Whitney Rose's house. It's like the next um, Stonewall. That's how. <laughs> that's how I end up on the show. Uh, maybe I'm going to take oh this God. home for the holidays Incredible. and pose in front of her house. You should. Everybody, be prepared. That should be the picture you post. Oh my! I mean, that's weeks and weeks away. It'll be a later post. It's gonna. We're gonna have to later gram. La- <laughs> Hashtag later gram. Wait, wait. Are you going back to Salt Lake? I'll for be the back holidays? during the holidays, so I'm going to take this with me. You have to. Of course, Whitney. 
I mean, maybe I draw her out of the house. You should get her on the podcast. She would do it. I feel like the housewives don't do podcasts. They do a lot of podcasts. Do they do? It's just that, okay, so this is some tea. We wanted Whitney Rose on the podcast last year and reached out and we DM'd her and we were we were going to do it. And then she said, actually, Bravo says we can't do any podcasts right now. And then three days later, the Jenny Wen controversy came oh, out. And I was like, they don't want these girls of saying course, a damn could, word. <laughs> that you could not trust those women to say, nope. to deal with a fragile subject. Nope. You could uh, not. Very interesting. Well, yeah. Whitney, Heather, I mean, Jen's not long for this world. No. I don't know if she'll going, be doing any she's podcasts. She's going to the damn, uh, what are they called? The it slammer. It would be great to start this <laughs> podcast with, you're receiving a call from the New York Correctional Facility. Oh, my God. Oh, that's an interesting. That's really interesting. We might look into booking Jen at some point. Yeah. Yeah, well, you could go set up. She you could bring me, your stuff to like the glass, the plexiglass window, and like she buys me something at the prison commissary. Oh God! Oh, I yeah. love this. Could happen. Mm. We'll look into Think it. Think about Jen and Coach Shaw's conjugal visits. <laughs> Coach if Shaw's out. Coach, he's out. Yeah, of, he's done. He, I mean, he's got weeks left in that marriage. Yeah. That poor. Well, he probably knew. Uh, yeah. How could you not know? Uh, well, where do you think Stop the money is coming t- from? I love when she was like, people think he's just like some little league coach. Like he makes real money. There's no real he money in doesn't. college football coaching. No, not season... that he's for a Salt Lake mansion. Two episodes into the show, I was googling how much does a an assistant football coach make, and it was the like, answer is not like a barely salary. six figures. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't like oh, they're living in this massive house, certainly and not employing the entire family. No, and also like then I asked the question like, what do you think we're idiots? And the the truth is, yes, she does. She thinks in everyone's fact, a moron. She she's made her entire criminal organization on the belief that people are fucking idiots <laughs> yes. and won't like do their books. Well, guess what, Mama. We did the books, and you're going to the slammer. How long do you think she'll be there? I bet she does like six, seven years and gets out good behavior. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But then at that point... She'll do Hollywood time. (laughs) She'll do Felicity Huffman time. Six years is more than Hollywood time to me. Well, what I mean is like in relation to the crime. Oh, to the crime, of course. So if she's supposed to do 12, she'll do half that. Right. I think. Will the franchise still be around for her to return? I don't think so. Oof. Hate to hear it. I mean, we did just well, talk about how TV think about shutting that. down. Do, well, I don't know. Do you think that Salt Lake is going to season 10? I hope so for my own sake. I want to I wanna go on that journey with these women. Yeah. Uh, but they're dropping like flies. They're... You want to see a 40-year-old Brooks Marks? Of course. He's going to enter. He will become one of the uh, main cast members. Unfortunately, he's getting hot. I don't believe it. Well, <laughs> we have different types, I suppose. <laughs> Um, okay, well, interesting. You don't, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll I mean, see. all I'm saying is check in 10 years from now. Sweatpants, he knows something about a man's ass. <laughs> He's getting advice from mommy. For real. She is. I mean, she, they were at the Fire Island premiere. They're a part of gay culture. And at one point, she did say, a lot of housewives think they talk about how they're allies and stuff, but I'm actually here, okay? <laughs> I'm actually here. If you have to say it, no, but uh, she was right. She was actually there at like but if a you couple have to gay it, events. Just show us. She was she was telling me her friend. Just <laughs> she was telling me she was confiding her pal. in me. She was confiding in me so that I could say it on this podcast. With your saying, well, how many listeners? 14, 15? We have eleven listeners as of yesterday. <laughs> and uh, now twelve because Meredith yeah, is gonna listen. Well, but Kay is uh, leaving Katy Perry. We've insulted Katy Perry. She's furious. Yeah. Well, she's sensitive about her Rick Russo vote. <laughs> 
that's one race that's undecided as of today. But when you listen, I listener, know it'll probably we'll, we'll have, have a new, have a new mayor, mayor of LA, somebody else making a mess in this city. It's, I know uh, it's such a gorgeous, gorgeous. Let's um, get it on track here. We, we don't need the track. mall owner. Though I do, I will say this: I do love the Grove. <laughs> well, but the Grove is a shopping mall, Matt. You're right. It is not a city. It's not a city. I forgot I wasn't living in Disneyland. I've been on that trolley so many times. Have you gone on the trolley? I, there was a point when I rode. I was working at CBS Television City, and I would go over over every day during lunch and ride the trolley for a solid week, <laughs> just for fun. It was right before I left that job, uh, so I thought, why not? Yeah. And yeah. it was an experience. It totally was. I mean, like, look, it, it certainly goes from place to place. And also, <laughs> if you're interested in, like, a quick ride from the Wetzel's Pretzels to the theater. That's not a quick ride. You're waiting 10 minutes for it to arrive, and then you have to get on and go. At that point, I'm trying to you imagine really where Wetzel's. I feel like Wetzel's is kind of on where you have to go through the full track again. You do, you do, you do. Because Wetzel's is what? That's, like, in front of the, like, the like uh, the Macy's. Yeah. 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 So you're getting on. You might as well. You're, you've got a backtrack there. You ever go to that Macy's and just do damage? Wait, is there a Macy's there? Right? There's not a Macy's. There's a Nordstrom. Nordstrom rack. No, uh, or as, as Long Island, I'm not saying Nordstrom's. Yeah, of course, Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's rack. <laughs> we went to Nordstrom's. Yeah, there's a Nordstrom there. Yeah, Nord, that's what I meant to say. <sighs> it's not one, it's the other. Period. I mean, for you to be talking about how much you love the Grove and uh, to a point where you want the owner of it to run a city and then you're talking about there being a Macy's there, it shows a deep political ignorance that like now I feel really bad for that group chat last night. They're like, he has no idea what he's talking about. I'm out of here. Matt, it's the podcast is over. Thank you, though. Thanks what so a much. wonderful time. This was great. And like I said, I, I so enjoyed my ride over here <laughs> and your home is beautiful. And I'm going to so enjoy my ride home. Because <laughs> now I'm over-caffeinated, too. Yeah, you've got far too much coffee. Oh, I'm, I'm going 100 down the down. <laughs> You're going to Western die on your way home. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is the last This is the it. No, I hate that. Because when you put that out there, it happens every time. Here comes the superstition. Superstition is. Listener, the podcast is over. Get out of here. Go do something with your day. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. 
Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!